benvenuti to another entry of the Searchers Podcast. Our mission is to search for good movies so you don't have to. My name's Ben, and I'm your host, and joining me today is the lovely Mr. Christopher. Say hi, man. What's going on? Hello. Aw, shucks. You're so kind when you do the intro. I try to be. I try. Yeah, so today, I convinced Chris to do an Italian movie. You had to pull my leg. I twisted no, your really. I twisted your arm very hard. Very hard. No. <laughs> yeah. We we were actually talking about before we started the podcast, we were talking about I think collabing on maybe a Polizio Teshi Eurocrime movie. Um but yeah, so I guess that's a spoiler for what we're doing. But yes, Polizio Teshi, Chris. What is what the hell does that even freaking mean? All right, so for all of my etymologists out there got a little blurb for you if you're not familiar with poliziotesci if we're even saying that right hey, we're, we're saying it right we we're good we're saying it we pronounce okay. we, we pronounce correctly first that right out of the bo- uh right out of the uh box right the, the gate out of, out of the, the ga- gate <laughs> you know horse racing horse racing yes we got our we're, we got a gambler guys First, it's pronunciations, and once we conquer those, our next struggle is figures of speech, euphemisms, figures of speech. Yes. See, I know yes. the hard words. And who, who better to learn etymology from than us? The searchers. It's poetic, right? It is. It's so, uh, it's poliziotesi. Poliziotesi. Basically, I found all my knowledge on the etymology of this genre and the words of this genre from Wikipedia. So take it with a grain of salt. But I thought it would be nice to inform our lovely listeners if they don't already know a little bit about where this originated from. So in Italian, poliziesca is the grammatically correct Italian adjective. It's the fusion of the noun polizia, which means police, and the phrase meaning related to the esco part which in english it sounds like esque when you say something is like something else so for police related dramas it ranges from ed mcbain's police procedural novels to forensic science investigations polizzi esco is usually um it indicates every detective fiction production where police forces Italian or foreign are the main protagonists. So moving from that, Polizio Tesco is the other term, which is the fusion of words Poliziotto for policeman, and the same ending, of course, Esco, Esque, over the more syntactically correct Poliziesco, alla Italiana. Sorry if I'm butchering all of this Italian people. But that's generally what the word means, and it's to signify the 1970s-era Italian-produced tough cop crime movies, which also relates to the Spaghetti Western. Yes, Ben? Sort of. A little bit? A little bit. They took a, now, they took a uh, fad and just ma- they just beat the hell out of it. I mean, they, they, once the Italians attached onto something, they just got to overkill it into the ground. That's one a spicy meatball. It's a me, or a not. Mario. <laughs> Just throw all the. Uh, I had to. The, the commercial Italian. Sorry, I, I we want. Know. We were offending our one Italian listener. 
I'm a, I'm Italian myself, so it's fine. Oh shit! Right. It's all right. So you're the so you're so the going, you're the spicy meatball. I'm you, the spicy you look a very yeah. you look a very hot like a hot tamale. How good do I look right now? Oh, he looks good, folks. Tasty. He looks good. You can't see it, but I can. Hot, it's lovely, hot. So <laughs> the prevalence of the poliziotesco or over the poliziesco alla italiana follows the success of the term spaghetti western over western alla italiana, which is the proper saying for the genre the spaghetti western is um it's just that the less syntactically correct phrase happened to win over the other which is how we ended up where we are today and why we call those two genres what they are thought i could inform you on that and if we want to be any more american just take the phrase and just make a whole new one because we can't handle pronouncing hard words euro i guess somebody I guess somebody. They're catering to us. They're catering to us. <laughs> somebody in America just said, what's an Italian thing? Spaghetti. And then they just tagged it in front of the genre. Spaghetti. That it was emulated. It, it's like Spaghetti they're, they're like watching Western. a movie and they look like Peter Griffin. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, family guy. So little background there. Yes, thank you for the lesson, now, Professor Christopher. Thank you, thank you. My pronunciations may not all be correct. I am but... now learnt. You have learnt me. Two birds stoned at once. <laughs> <laughs> I have done my good deed for the day. It's not rocket appliances. <laughs> okay, Benjamin, where? Hey, I have my gra- I have my grade listeners? ten. Okay, I got my grade ten. Um. But, oh boy. Yeah. So today. We are covering the Poliziotesci, or if you're American, you're a crime, movie Execution Squad from 1972, which if you would like to follow along with what we're about to you know, talk about, you can find it for free on Daily Motion if you like sketchy sites, or if you search his Italian name, La Polizia Ringrazia, on YouTube, Very nice. you can find it. And that actually translates to Thank the Police. Which is an interesting title, I think. That's fascinating. Thank the police. Um, and if you're really fancy and you got a region-free Blu-ray player and live in the United States, you can buy the German Blu-ray. I think that's region B. Yes, it should be. So for 20 euros, which I guess it's about 20, 20 something dollars if you really are into it. But uh, yeah. So La Polizia Ring Razia or Execution Squad, directed by Stefano Vanzina. Actually, his, he went by Steno, which is Nick, which is director's credit on every movie besides this movie. So maybe he didn't really want to be connected to it. I don't know. That's interesting. Usually when directors use a fake name, they do not want to be associated with it, or at the time, something was up. Well, he was on the screenplay, and the credit on the movie was uh, Steno. So, sorry, the credit on the screenplay line was Steno, but on the director's line, it was his full name, which is the only time he ever did that. It's really weird. Can you explain that to me? Uh, Is this the first movie he ever made? 
No, no, no. He's he was making stuff in the in the fifties and sixties. Actually, this is probably towards the end of his his career. Well, the fall of Middle. his career, the fall before his winter. I have no guesses. Maybe he just woke up one day and he saw he thought he could give it a shot, and then it performed poorly at the box office, and he went back to the old way of doing things. I have no idea, and I don't even know if the box office information is available for this movie. But, uh, yeah. So it's starring Enrico Maria, Enrico Maria Salerno as Commissioner Bertoni, Mary Angela Malato as Sandra, and it's featuring um, Cyril Cusack, Mario Adorf, uh, and some other names of people I don't know, but Jurgen Drews, I think he was a big German actor for in this in this genre. So, if you know the Eurocrime genre, you might these might be all familiar to you. But uh, the only one that was familiar to me was Mario Adorf, which you actually pointed out to me, Chris, after I had already picked the movie. So I wasn't paying that much yeah. attention. I'm sorry. Well, I did know Steno. It- I, I did know Steno. I, I've he directed multiple movies with Bud Spencer, who we've brought up on the pod before. So yes, I, he has. I watched and a movie you, with him or one of his movies with Bud Spencer. You get points for Seno. I get points for Mario Adorf. I've seen Mario Adorf and, in, in other Polizio Teshi. Okay. Okay. Which is. This was. This was the first time I had seen him in, in this genre. I just saw him. Not a good one for you. I, I have other recommendations, actually. I will take those. Thank yes. You. I did just see Mario Adorf in John Frankenheimer's The Holecraft Covenant from 1985. And to stir things up a little bit, the listeners can't see what's happening in this scene, but Ben, I wanted to show you a little taste of Mario Adorf in a John Frankenheimer film. Yes. And I want to get your live reaction of this scene. There's no spoilers here. For anybody. It's just a really He wants my reaction. Really I want your reaction. It's a great I'm gonna say it's shit I just, no matter what. I I can only say that I love it so much. So why don't you hit play on that? And it is a uh it's a Frankenheimer movie, of course, because Chris can't shut the yes. fuck up about John Frankenheimer. Oh my gosh. No, I, it's it's great. I love I love that you love that guy that much. You what, thirty something movies at this point? Whatever. Who's keeping 36. count? Who's keeping count? <laughs> you every time. I, my I think yes. the last time you brought it up is like thirty-three. So we're we're, we're dating ourselves. We're, we're dating ourselves, Chris. It's been a few months. Actually, it's probably been like three days because you watch three movies in three days or something like that. Um, but yeah, it, so my point was the movie is from nineteen eighty-five and it's starring Mister Mike Hawkeye. Um, so I say I'm it. definitely going to be watching it. So better not have any spoilers. Damn it. No spoilers. It's just that this is one of my, what I would call quote unquote peak moments of cinema where it might not have to relate to anything else that's going on with the movie, but it's just yes. so memorable to me that I, I love it so much. And I just want to share it with you. No spoilers. All right. Let's see if this works. Um, hopefully it does. Dutch angles. He was always great at that. <clears throat> Four people, high powered motor car and a bomb. And you can deal with one tottering old lady. Now, as I feared, he is beginning to become a problem. If he had handled his mother, tonight's adventure would not have been necessary. However, 
One word of advice. Don't fail again. Don't fail again. He's looking pretty freaking old there compared to what I've... That was only 10 years after this, or about 13 years. Did you get that snap zoom after he smacked the guy, tapped him on the face? Yes. You like that. You're all about the technicals. I I love that. This man, Mr. Mario Adorf, which is his real name, and everyone who's listening to this podcast so far thinks he's a Super Mario brother. No. They think he's Italian, but he's not. He's German. But was that his real voice? He wasn't dubbed in that movie, was he? He was not dubbed in that movie. That was his real voice. But he sounded like he sounded kind of British and Italian and German. He has a weird, weird accent going on because I think he's multilingual. Well, he was probably in a lot of German movies, obviously, Italian movies, British movies. So the dude probably just had like a freaking mutt accent after a while. Kind of like uh, what's the guy's name from Sons of Anarchy? Uh, Charlie Dunham Hunnam. You know who I'm talking yeah. about? He like CD. Yeah, he's he's or no Charlie H. Charlie H. C H. Um, he. H. After Sons of Anarchy, he could literally not talk in British accent anymore. Like it's all jacked up. But funny enough, no. Um, I like Mario Adorf, and I have the recommendations I have for you. You're gonna love. Um, this man is still alive. He's 92 years old. That's impressive. I he noticed should, that he should get a medal just up. for that. Just for living past 90, I want to give him an award along with Frankenheimer posthumously for that scene because listeners can't see it there's a fantastic snap zoom there and all the the perfect word to describe that is the delicious because i just like a spicy meatball like a spicy meatball when i saw that for the first time i rewound it and replayed it at least 10 times because i could not believe that in the context of the movie there's no other snap zooms in the movie so in this one moment, it's like a really quiet moment, and then it just happens, and it's fantastic. And it turned Chris on. Turned me on, and it was delicious. now everybody. It was delicious, and now everybody has a recommendation with the whole craft covenant, and we are done with our notes with Mario Adorf, so we can move on to the rest. Well, of I didn't know it was yeah, I didn't know it was him in the movie, and I think I might have been texting you during. And you were like, yeah, Mario Adolf, Adolf's in that. And I'm like, huh? I just watched three movies with this dude. And like, I, he, he's the, he's like the, what is he? The, the, uh, prosecutor, a deputy prosecutor. I don't know. He's the assistant DA. Yeah. So he's clean cut in all the movies I've seen him. He's like greasy looking. He looks Italian. He doesn't look German. It's really weird. And he's got like a dirty mustache, like the what I got going on with my facial hair right now, like this, just, just like four or five day shadow and a, and a huge mustache. And I'm like, that was him. Funny. He looks super clean cut in this movie. Um, execution squad. And yeah, so I picked this movie because, well, a couple, a couple reasons, spoilers. I'm next month, which it won't affect the listener's schedule. Cause we're on a two week, a two week release schedule. Now I'm going to Italy. Mr. Kevin Chan, who is sadly not here with us today, he just got back from Italy, and he will be going to the Philippines. So we'll both be out of the country next month. So we're we're going to get all the episodes recorded beforehand. Don't worry. You will be listening. But I'm going to Italy, so I wanted to pick an Italian movie around this time. And I've also have been doing my own little 
not a Frankenheimer thing. What do you call that? Project Frankenheimer? I call it Project Frankenheimer. What is what is your friend what do your friends call it? Mr. Nick Langdon and your other boy. What's the other guy's name? Max. He's Mushy Minion on Yeah, Letterboxd. what do they call their lists? I don't know if they just go by Frankenheimer ranked or if they call it Project Frankenheimer like I do. They better not. That's lame. Make it cooler, guys. Follow Chris's lead. Not sure. I've been doing my own thing like that. So Polizio Tesco, Odyssea. And I have a volume one right now on Letterboxd, and I'm doing a volume two that's private for now. But I picked 30, I handpicked 30 movies because I got into the Eurocrime genre via the Eurocrime documentary from, I think, 2012. I don't think I'm going to like the genre. Spoiler. But I, I do want to get into it. There's a lot of um, actors that I like. Franco Nero. Um, now I like Mario Adorf. I think he's great after the first, I think, two or three movies I've seen with him. I agree with you there. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a bunch of like Jack Palance. Not yes. God dang it. Um, he's in it. There's a bunch of other British slash American guys who like are kind of like B actors in the late sixties that go to the, the Euro crime genre. Like Oliver Reed. I watched revolver with him. Oh, how was and that? That was, it was, it was solid. It was good. I'd recommend it to everybody. Oliver Reed. I'd recommend it over this movie. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Henry Sil- Henry Silva was in a lot. I've seen a couple with him. Uh, mm-hmm. Woody Strode, who was in John Ford movies. Love and him. He's in- yeah. Do you? Actually? Yeah. yeah, I love Woody Strode. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, a, there's a bunch of guys. Oh, Elaine Delon was in some. I think uh, one was called The Sicilian Family, maybe. It's obviously a mob movie. So there's a, there's a bunch of names. Oh, Thomas Millian, of course. Uh, how could I forget? There's a bunch of guys. It, uh, we're not going to go through the whole list, but Br- Bronson was another one. We'll, we'll we'll end on Charles Bronson. So I'm going to Italy. I'm doing this kind of mini project on my own time. And I, I said, hey, wait, we'll do one for the pod. One for the searchers. We're searching. And yeah, so we've we've bantered enough about random shit. Let's get into the plot. I will let you, Chris, since you did the legwork for this, the uh, plot. And uh, just a reminder, anything after this point will spoil the plot. We are, we are spoiling everything. So go watch it on YouTube. Uh, the print was pretty decent. I recommend it. So yeah, the plot. Take it away, Chris. Release the Kraken. Okay. So Execution Squad plot. This is a story of a secret organization of former police officers who go beyond the law to kill notorious criminals without trial. One police inspector, an intense performance by Enrico Mario Salerno, tries to stop them, but the attorney, Mario Adorf, is not convinced by his conspiracy theories, so the inspector is basically on his own and can't trust nobody. So that is actually from Blu-ray.com. I'm not sure what edition of the Blu-ray or if there's only one... There's only one. The okay. German Blu-ray is the only one that exists at this time as recording on in April 2023. Maybe they'll have something else in two years. Who knows? And I want to note Era, that, the, that the summary Era, says can't trust nobody. It should be can't trust anybody. Well, is that German? Google Translate. Google Translate from German, I guess. Does it actually have intense performance? In it does. Parentheses? It does. In parentheses. That is, that is glorious. And... 
I sorry, my 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 wife just brought a cookie and it's fantastic. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Mm, delicioso. That. Delicioso. <laughs> Appropriate. I couldn't help myself. Um Yes, the plot that, that's a pretty decent way to describe the plot. Um It's simplified. Because Really? The Well, wouldn't you say so? Because the the bureaucratic the level well, this of this, is a real, this film this is, is a, this is a this is a good way to describe it for the first like forty five minutes, and then shit happens. Okay, like things things happen, and it gets more complicated. But yeah, that's sorry. I was gonna say for the level in which the film takes on the bureaucratic and and political that the genre is known for. Once it starts going there, it kind of goes off the rails, and it beats a it beats a dead horse with its point and its message speaking i mean it's a perfect time to bring this up i went back because i'm a nut and went through the entire movie and timed every single time they talked in like a, a political office or in the the police station or the da's office or any of that kind of talk and it's 40 minutes of a 90 minute movie a lot. like it's it's they beat the hell out of that type of it, it's really bland and that's kind of yeah as chris said the Eurocrime genre is known for being super late 60s, early 70s, Italian political, politically focused. It's kind of, it's kind of their MO. And some of, some of the movies, at least some of that I've seen, when I say some, I've seen like seven and two, two of them have been like excellent and haven't done that. Have they, they've they, like dirty Harry, the, at least the first one and some of the other one, uh, maybe the second one too. There's a little bit of that political stuff, but it's like five minutes of the movie. It's not a focus. It's it's only it's tertiary. It's out in the sidelines, but this is like front and center the entire time. It just slaps the viewer in the, f- the face every two minutes. It's like, oh, politics this, politics that. Criminals are bad. We, we hate policemen. It's got this weird Italian politics that it's going to throw you off. The film is hyper vigilant and hyper violent, and maybe yes. hyper violent. Yeah, I. I think I would call it hyper For the time. For the time. Especially for the time. And I would say that its violence is is effective now. At least for me. Which we can talk about now how the scenes of some of the killings stick with me. And this, with my experience of the Eurocrime or Poliziotechi genre, those are the things that I've, that have stuck with me. So in previous films, the deaths of particular characters seem to ring true. Yeah, I mean, there's some pretty... Gruesome stuff. Gruesome stuff in the genre, and I haven't even seen that many. I saw... Um, They're not bloody, almost, really. Almost, yeah, almost human with uh, Thomas Millian, and there's some... There's a scene in that that's like got these nude, these men and women like to a chandelier, and they're like shooting them like taking pot shots at them and they're all like the women are all naked and stuff. It's a, there's a mm-hmm. lot of explo- exploitation in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, there was the, uh, cri- the criminal they're chasing. The police are chasing this criminal who like in the beginning of the movie holds up a shot, uh, you know, on a motorcycle, there's two guys and one of them holds up a jewelry store or something and kills the, the lady. And they're looking for him like the entire time. There's just huge manhunt. And he, this criminal kidnaps this girl. And uh, just for one, so for no reason at all, they go into like a, a yacht warehouse and they're like hiding in these boats and he's like take off your clothes and like you think she's about to get raped and it's like 
I don't want to rape you. I just want you to be naked so you can't run away. And so like they just show this naked girl on screen. It's like, well, that was, that was just an excuse. That was an excuse to get a naked girl on the screen. But there's a lot of that in the genre. It's a lot of sleaze. That's a good way of putting it. As Chris would say, schlock. Maybe not quite schlocky. I mean, but you have a different definition. Yeah, it's it's sleazy. For sure. If we're, yeah. if we're taking the nuance of those words. But in addition to that, this genre really has... So it's either focused on some type of criminal as the main character, and he's either pursuing somebody in his old gang or the police. He's going after policemen that like killed his you know, somebody in his gang, or it's about a lawman going against the system and going against all the criminals. So that's this version of the movie. It's, uh, the law, the lawman played by, uh, Salerno who can't like nobody in the justice system is going to help him. And he's also going after all these, these criminals and the criminals happen to be spoiler, which we already warned you about. The criminals all happen to be these ex cops, right? They're all, they're going around, they're going around and, just murdering, like they're just cleaning up. They're like cleaning up the city, quote unquote, you know, and that's go back to the title of the movie in Italian. Thank the police. Like that's, it's this play on like the political, the uh, red brigade stuff happening in Italy at the time. And there's a lot of crime in actual Italy. So it's just very specific political situation that most viewers, especially American ones just won't understand. But this movie was a, a direct ripoff of dirty Harry, which makes sense because like anybody else, the Italians also took the spaghetti Western and ripped off another Clint Eastwood movie and made a whole genre out of that. So it's, it's on brand for dirty Harry. It's kind of funny. The original dirty Harry was about a cop kind of going against the system and do and bending the rules to get the bad guy. And the second one, they kind of were, you know, there was a lot of outrage from critics, uh, <coughs> Pauline kale. And she, gave, you know, Rip Clint a new, a new one for being a fascist. So then the next movie in Dirty Harry series was Magnum Force. And they had this ap- apologetic kind of plot where Dirty Harry was going and getting all these cops that were going around and killing everybody, which I think I'm going to put the theory forward. I, I can't confirm it or deny it. But John Milius definitely ripped off this script for that movie, I think. It's probably a good guess. Which is funny because they... The Italians ripped off Dirty Harry for an entire genre, and then Dirty Harry went and ripped off arguably the first movie in this genre. This movie is, that's another reason I picked it. This is supposedly the first. A landmark. A little give and take between countries and and their films. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot lot of problems with this movie, but it's really just the, the bureaucracy. Just, I don't need to see 40 minutes of that. Like ten minutes of it's fine, yeah. But there's the action. The action's kind of lackluster. There's a lot of the brutality. I 100 percent agree with everything you're saying. I agree with the messaging. I agree with where it's coming from. That it's more detrimental than not. The analogy that keeps popping into my head when I think of this genre. Tell me if you agree. The analogy that keeps popping into my head is. You ever see those memes or a chart that has like lawful neutral? Yep. The, yeah. Lawful evil. The quadrant. The quadrant. The, the quadrant. Yeah. Chaotic neutral, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, you have you have nine. Well, that's of like them. the D and now you're talking D and D Pathfinder role playing stuff. That's a different crowd, man. We're talking to the movie nerds, dude. Ah, uh, gotta get my demographic straight. 
Yes, yes. I, but I've you seen do him. follow me, right? So yes, yes. When I think of the Polizio Teschi genre, that chart immediately pops into my head. And I'm not sure if that happens to anybody else, but that's probably because of the politics that come into play very obviously, right? So I, I don't know yeah. about this film. This film would probably be a mix of like lawful evil and lawful neutral or something or like chaotic neutral. I'm not sure, but it makes me think in those categorical boxes as far as yeah. the as far as good and evil. I'm not saying that's a good thing about the movie or anything like that. I'm just I'm applying it to the genre. And I'm glad you're following with what I'm saying because I'm picking up what you're putting down. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I agree with everything else you're saying. There's the messaging is too much. I'm, I'm, of course, as everyone who listens to this show knows, I'm the more positive person. I think between the two of us. Do you, wow. Does everybody does everybody know that by now? If not, how dare how dare you? If not, allow me to fulfill the role further. So I, I don't. Not to spoil my rating, I or you know to match what you're saying. I I think we're pretty close to the same page here. I did not like this movie. But the things that I did like, I will tell you that I disagree with you about the lead actor. I think Enrico Maria Salerno does a pretty solid. My notes does a pretty solid (laughs) job. Sorry, have you not said this yet? I haven't said it, but it's all good. Yeah, so I I didn't. I didn't like him. You liked him. You didn't like him. I actually liked him. I thought he was a good lead, and I, as we've already discussed, we both like Mario Adorf. I liked him here even though his character isn't really all that likable. Even though you didn't even see him the entire time. Cause he's like, that's not him. That guy's like, you he has a clean shape. He shaved every single scene. Like that's not him. He's got, he looks like a, it's a dirty grease ball. Uh, in all the other movies I've seen him in. And he's not I mean, he sweating. Looked, he looked greasy in the, in that movie. You just, what's that clip from the whole, whole craft covenant. Yeah. He looked pretty greasy. He's greasy in that movie because he and just, he was sweating. He, he was, was sweating, sweating, just just drenched, uh-huh. and that's how he looks like in um All the the ball. Well, yeah, the one I just watched with him recently uh, is the Italian Connection. Okay, and that's with Henry Silva and um, Woody Strode. You'd like that, I I think a lot sure. more if you like if you like Adorf. So I do. So I'll I'll have to check that one out. Positives. Yes. As I'm saying, as I was saying, Salerno and Adorf, I think, are positives. I think that the execution of the plots was pretty terrible because how it ties in with so much of the political heavy handedness. Um, but what I it's, do, it's hard to it's hard to follow. It is. It's well, actually it's hard to follow at the end. You're like, what's going on? You well, like- what I do appreciate about it, I'll take a silver lining from from the plot that I don't like is that I really like when films try to tie like three or four different angles together because we're following Salerno as our good guy, quote unquote good guy. But then you have the execution squad, which is played by vigilante cops. And then you're also following some of the actual criminals, 
right? Because we're following that first criminal for a little while. Not sure what's going on. There's a little bit of manhunt there. And then you got the vigilante group and then you have Salerno. And I think I think when you have moving plot points like that, it makes it automatically makes a film more interesting until you get too convoluted or you lose yourself in your messaging, which happened here. But I still wanted to highlight that part of it that I liked. No, tell me a fascist are bad a hundred thousand times. That's what this movie does. It's like Write it on a chalkboard. people are bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay, thanks. Like we get it. You're, you're in Italy. You don't like fascists because you dealt with them for 25 years. Got it. Or actually 50 or whatever. Can't really blame uh, them for that, but all, all the same, it doesn't make for a good movie. That plus the, I mean, I didn't like, I didn't like Salerno. I know, I think we have a, we have a clip to play. So the, the listeners can judge off of this little minute clip, whether or not they think he's worth his salt. Chris does. I I don't think so. I, I'd give him another shot, Chris. I don't think, I think he's got, I do think he has the appearance. He's, I mean, obviously I think he's, I'm going to guess he's been in like fifties and sixties movies. And this is like closer to the end of his career. Cause he's looking a little old, like late fifties, early sixties. He died in give, the early nineties. I can tell you that. And I don't think, so I'd guess, yeah, he's probably late fifties. I, I, yeah, I don't think he made it out of his sixties. I think he was maybe 65 when he passed away. Really? Yeah, this I guy's think. 40 or something years old. He looks I think ancient. So. I think so. Yeah. Well, stop smoking cigarettes, bud. That's how you died. Too. I'm, I'm guessing right now he died from cancer or heart or heart attack. I'm guessing. So just, ro- just he rode looks, hard. He, he, he looked old. Um, I, I'd, I'd try him again. I'm not that negative. Everybody. Chris so, just had to throw me under the bus. Like we're going to show, show in the bus scene right now, but whatever there's a bus scene that we're about to show you. It takes place on a bus. Well, and then, and li- then, you're going to listen to it. <laughs> and then someone gets actually thrown under, not a bus, but a car. And yes, yeah, so that's that was fucked up. That was crazy. And I'm throwing Ben under the bus right now. So it's all very thematically relevant. All right, here we go. Bus scene. Apparito, since you can't enforce any law, ask those two to get on the bus. Yes, sir. I'm going to start with an explanation of how it goes today. The so-called oldest profession in the world. Our first guest is Inez, better known as the Queen of Vice. How is it working, right? you know? The Queen of Vice. Yeah. Bit of night air. Yeah. This spell of the night is well aware that the Merlin law protects her. If she isn't caught in the moment in which she's actually soliciting the client, well, she can turn as many tricks as she wants. But as Inez knows, the law is a double-edged sword. She's free to walk her beat, but she is not at liberty to quit that beat. Let's say she got it into her head to quit her profession. Or even worse, to denounce her fancy men. Within 24 hours, the homicide squad had find her with her throat cut. Or with her head bashed in. But she can operate under the law. And so can her protector. Under the new interpretation of the laws imposed on the police, his immunity is almost guaranteed. We need a magistrate to issue a warrant for his arrest. But the magistrate won't. Or rather, he's not able to issue it. That is, unless the girl denounces her pimp in a legal manner. But this, of course, is an unlikely event. And before the so-called Merlin Law, the girls were free to go from one house to another. In which case, the pimp was the state, and you might add the police. No one is saying the situation was better before. What is certain, though, is that today, prostitution is the Swiss bank of the underworld. Experts say that the turnover, give or take That's the enough, odd million, is 350 billion lira a year. Yeah. And All right. I, I think he, this, he this brings is... a bunch of 
yeah, he brings a bunch of people on, but the scene is good for two reasons because I think it shows how his character is being like a jerk and a wise guy at the same time, and that's pretty relevant for the role that he's playing. And he, the repetition of the examples that he brings up on this bus, he's telling he's telling people about the politics of his job, and he's sort of being funny about it. And I really liked I liked this series or this sequence, and thought it was one of the better moments for his character. Oh, wise guy, eh? <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I, I'm not arguing. Like, I don't think his acting was bad. I just don't think he, compared to what I've seen, I mean, I've seen Franco Nero, Henry Silva, mm-hmm. Mario Ado- Adorf, um, and a couple of, uh, Oliver Reed. They they carried the lead role so much better in the movies that I saw. Sure. I just, I don't want to recommend him. Um, but, like I said, I'm not going to, write them off it's been only one movie with the guy and speaking of mary angela mulatto the mary angela that's how you say it Ugh, mm-hmm. what a name what an italian name she was in that scene there, we forgot to mention there's so many back and forth between his office the police um the police's office and the news like the the, the reporters there's so much back and forth i mean f- i mean i'm talking 15 of that 15 minutes of that 40 minutes i counted Yes. Is like the news talking to the, the police officers. It's like a snooze fest, guys. Well, that was my second point of why it was good to show that scene because that was just all political mumbo jumbo, police, police procedural nonsense or or not nonsense, but all of the steps of what he deals with on a regular basis. And you, if you like it then you're probably going to like the movie and the genre that that right there is just a nice little snippet of what you get for the other 45 minutes that Ben said out of the hour and a half. That's like, that's that's half the movie right there. And then the other half, you get some picturesque, some picturesque shots of Italy or wherever they are. And maybe you get a, a manhunt or a chase and you get some brutal, execution scenes the firing squad was the first execution scene by the execution squad and it was actually kind of jolting i was not expecting it to be that violent Mm -hmm. for early 70s i mean there's plenty of violence later down the line where you're like oh wow it's shocking but i was just not expecting it at that time in the movie and then there's a mob boss that they have going throughout this whole political thing when the first 45 minutes uh the, the squad goes and like straps into an electrical break, not a breaker, like a transformer in the middle of nowhere and just like electrocutes him. Oh, you're done. You're dead. Shocks him to death. Yeah. Uh, There's some strangulation. There's some, I don't know what they did to him, but there was a gay guy soliciting sex and the he goes with the cop's car and he's like, Hey, you know, all you guys, I'll pay you all extra. Like they just, the dubbing voice is so ridiculous, but yeah, they kill him just because I guess, I don't know if there was some kind of political thing with like, oh, either killing gays or or what, but he was obviously trying to get pay for sex too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, yeah, like you said earlier, the the running over of that girl was oh, that was so, brutal. I was not I was not expecting that. I was actually like jaw was open. I was like, wow. And this is what I remember from my previous entries in the genre. I I'm just gonna throw out two of my recommendations now. I, sure. I I've previously previously seen a movie called High Crime that's got Franco Nero in it. Another one is How to Kill a Judge with also starring Franco Nero. 
both films I'll recommend for this genre if you haven't seen them. High Crime, the thing I remember about High Crime is what exactly you're saying, Ben, about how you were shocked when that body got run over by the car. Because we were in the middle of a car chase and then it just it just happens. And it's effective. Yeah, it's, yep. It's effective. And and they leave it up to the imagination the way they shoot it. They don't like just show it to you. They like keep showing you flashes and blood and it's like, whoa. Yes. And and for this it's a seventies movie. Like that's what you expect out of like I don't know, later stuff. That's just shocking. Sorry. No, no, no worries. And and high crime high crime is what I, I gave that movie a six out of ten or a three out of five stars. And so it's solid in my opinion, and I would recommend it. I'm gonna like it more. I'm more positive. <laughs> it's a contest now. No, you're not. I and love I, the hell out of this bad movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna love it more. High crime yeah. has what I liked about it and why I got a little bit why I got a higher rating than this movie is because well, Franco Nero is a great leading man and he stars in that. But there's a few deaths in that movie that stick with you. And there's one in particular that really that I think makes it it elevates it because of who dies. And I'm just going to leave well, it at that, that because that is on my Poliziotesco Odyssea volume one. Great. So I will be watching it soon. I look forward to your opinion on that. And Actually, like I said. I'm- no, I lied. I'm watching that next. That's the next Polizio Teshi movie I'm going to watch. Boom. Make it next and be positive about it. Oh, I like it. I So I, I watched Street Law, which is a year later with Franco Nero. And he's an engineer in that movie who gets like just targeted by this gang and eventually takes justice into his own hands. And I love that kind of story. You, you, you're, you're there for it. But the way they portray this cop in this movie, um, Inspector... What's it, Bartone? Bartone? Mm-hmm. Something like something like that. They they just kind of make him seem like to me his. I didn't see the charisma that you did, so we already I already said that. But what really put me off was that they kind of seem make him. They made him off to be like some type of bumbling idiot a little bit, where it's like he's not good at his job. And obviously, the implication is, oh, the, the system's corrupt. Like they're not helping him. They're not doing what they're supposed to. They're letting the criminals get away because if because if the criminals get uh, beaten up by the cops, well then they're going to be protesters, and it's just like. Well, I think the other part about that too is with leading characters in this genre. I think they try to make them seem like they're a little washed up, or that they have a little bit of a hill to climb, you know, personally. So I, if if he ever looks like a bumbling idiot. I think that might be because they're trying to write something into the character and maybe they weren't successful there. I still think the guy had charisma where he needed to be like a, a wise guy. He's, he's a wise guy like 90% of the time in this movie because he's so fed up with what's going on. So I thought Chris, that was effective. If you think that that's effective, watch street law. You were going to love that movie. I'm telling you. Okay. Okay. So good. As previously stated there's arguments on whether this is the first Polizio Teshi or not between fans some say it's caliber nine Milan some say it's this same year 1972 I watched that when I started this uh, little project of mine and Mario Adorf in that so good but the real standout there is I don't even know how to pronounce his name correctly but Gaston Moshin I think 
Uh, I believe he's a uh, German. It's either no, he's 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 either Italian or German. I think he's a Italian, maybe whatever. But he is like he's climbing the hill the whole movie. He's trying like these. Everyone's got him under their thumb. At the end, it's like this guy's a badass, and they, he shows why. And I didn't get that from Salerno, so can't say I recommend this movie. And I'm ready to rate, but I do want to say a couple more things before that. Uh, just because we brought up Magnum Force and the Dirty Harry stuff. Yes. Uh, Cyril Cusack, who I think is a uh, either Australian or British actor, uh, who plays the super in- retired for or the former in the credits, the former superintendent. And he's kind of spoilers. <laughs> we are, we have said it already, but spoilers. He is the main bad guy. Basically, he's the He's the ringleader of all the cops. He's a former, you know, former cop himself. He is like, literally, they stole his character for Lieutenant Briggs in Magnum Force. It's the same character. And it's like, they, like- they, have, they, have this, they have the same principles too. Like, oh, like you think the system's going to just like get all the cr- the criminals? Like the system's not going to work. And Harry, you know, Harry fought against the system in the first Dirty Harry. And then the second one, uh, Harry Callahan's like, you know, the system's all I got. I got to work within the system, which is. Lawful evil or chaotic evil. See, this is where I'm saying the chart comes up into play again. Yeah. Don't don't listen to Chris's chart, guys. I'm positive not to. Don't listen to it. <laughs> no, it, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. And I do think a lot of these movies, they pigeonhole themselves into a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I think the ones that don't do that, are, that's why they stand out. So way, I recommend. Way to end uh, that on a positive note. Yeah, of course. And my yeah, my recommendations Caliber 9 Street Law and Revolver. Uh so yes, for Fernando DeLeo or DeLeo is the director that everyone kind of is like, "Oh, he's the he's the the Eurocrime guy. If you want to watch something good, watch his stuff." So, Caliber 9 would be everyone else's recommendation. Chris, watch Street Law with Franco Nero. Jack I don't have anything else to say specifically. Do, are you? Are I'm you all? Do, I'm good to rate. Policio teshied out. I am. Yes, I am. Definitely. Alrighty. Well, since I picked, I'm gonna want you to go first. You rate first. I am rating this bad boy a three out of ten. Well, 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 Christopher. Who is the more positive one now? Yeah, I. This is so ironic because I think this is the first time I've. No, it's not the first time. Well, 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 (laughs) well. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Matthew McConaughey. I'm rating it a 4.5. So how about them apples? Out of 10. Out of 10. 4.5 out of 10, guys. Not 4.5 out of 5. They're not shit apples this time. They're not shit apples. Not, hey, shit apples? No, they're not. So that leaves us at a pretty low score. We're at, we're like right below a four. So okay. two or a two out of five would be the average searcher's rating. Even though we don't like this one, it's the first. It's the first in the genre, guys. So you have to be, you know, be positive. It, it, you try, try. If you once you fail, you try, try again. It's okay. Now just, I really think, just what? like our. I was gonna say, just like our lead characters. You got to try, try again. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I just I did not like this movie, but I I thought why I'm rating it higher than you is because I think the brutality of it at the end is done pretty you. well. Yeah, it's done very well. The action scenes were done fine. There wasn't enough of them. But in every you're a crime movie, there's always the, the there's the there's just the token tr- uh, car chase scene. One hundred percent. You're getting you're getting one. You're getting one. So I thought all that was done very competently. Um, Steno, the director, or whatever his real name was that he went by on this movie. I, uh, what's his name again? Uh, his real name? Yes, it's he went Stefano Vanzina. Vanzina. Yeah, I watched another movie by him. I told you earlier, the um, Bud Spencer movie, Flatfoot, which is another it's another crime movie, but it leans into that Bud Spencer, Terrence Hill, even though it's not a, uh, a duo movie, that mm-hmm. Bud Spencer, Terrence Hill comedy. It leans into that a little bit. And I wanted us and we will. So all the listeners can take this to the frickin bank in a few months. We will be covering one of them on the podcast, but Flatfoot. um we are going to, I think we're going to do, I want to do Flatfoot in Hong Kong, which I've not seen. So Ooh. some, 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 that is a insider scoop on the podcast that people can go find that movie and watch it before we cover it. Cause we're going to giving them, um, the- but yeah, I don't think the direction was bad. Is my point. I thought okay. execution squad is directed. Okay. Shot wise, the editing of putting everything together was glare, you know, in the beginning, the first 40 minutes are just a slog. It's so hard to get through, but it gets a little bit better at the end and how they kill everybody. It, it's it's entertaining and shocking, and it's what you want out of this genre. But, you, you know, you need the whole, the sum of all the parts, right? That's for right. For a good rating. That's right. That's right. And so I, 4.5, slightly below average. I'll defend, as I already have, the, the acting from the two lead guys in this, and the one silver lining I have with the moving plot points that they try, but it's buried by everything else. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I mean, and, and I'm more well, positive. And, we, and, we and I'm are. more positive. I'm more positive than you. It's fine. You know what I mean by assaulted, huh? Well, I mean assaulted. Why don't you knock it off with them negative waves? At the end of the day, you're more positive. I'm more. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> I <And> win. <laughs> we, we, we both agree about how the deaths are effective and what they're trying to do and that's a staple of the genre so let's go find more yes i will be on my polizio tesco odyssea I, I will find some if you want to follow follow me on letterbox oh wow well, I'm, I'm like oh look he's giving me the pinch pinch fingers on uh kevin on the video chan. over here and mr kevin the kevin chan yes kevin visually you can't see it but you can picture it in your head it's fine pinch fingers or like or like salt bay just salt bay but in reverse just yeah pinch the salt up um but yes follow if you follow me on letterbox i'm i'm really uh i'm asking for people to follow me why am i doing that i'm <laughs> not that desperate <laughs> no i'm not chris no um if you no, follow, follow me him. i'll obviously i'll be i'll be uh posting some reviews and if if i haven't said it enough watch street law watch caliber nine milan those are good Good starts to the genre. You'll start on a positive note. As I've already said, I'm the most positive person on this podcast. I am. If you follow Ben, he will be your friend forever. Plosives. Plosives. (laughs) And with that. Podcasting.
And with yeah, that, that's hey, 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 you are everyone's welcome. You, we're, we're leaving you here with an extra 25 minutes because we did not go long. We impressive, did sir. We did impressive. It. Air high five, air high five, pinched fingers. Yes, uh huh. Yeah, yes, uh, that looks like something else. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, ooh, it'll turn me on. on, on Spi- spicy meat, spicy meatball. meatball. Yeah, thanks, on that note, thanks for joining us here again. In this place for our here. reviews here yes. of Execution Squad from 1972 on the Searchers Film Podcast. Send your mailbags into the Searchers Podcast at gmail.com. We'll try we to did get have one. Oh, we do. But I'm going to save it because it goes in theme with another type of genre, and I think it would be best saved. That's fantastic. Or maybe it'll be a, to- a topic episode. To be continued but, on our mailbag, which is exciting. Sorry, that was a spoiler. I, we have a mailbag, but we're not going to read it. That was a nice little that's tease. Because that's weird. That is weird. I want. I don't even know. You're keeping some secrets from me, man. Anyway, hey, please. No secrets between us. <laughs> no, no, BB. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, Podbean, etc. Google. Et Google. Google. You, you like plugging the Googs. The Googs. And that's, but, uh, that's all she yes. wrote. Hey, when this comes out, I might be in Italy. So I will say ciao. Ciao. Arrivederci. Thanks for listening to The Searchers Podcast. If you want to hear more of our thoughts on movies, you can find us on Letterboxd. Ben at Giant13, Chris at Ziglet underscore Mer, and me at Kevin Chan. Find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and on searchersfilmpodcast.podbean.com. Until next time, people. <laughs> <laughs>